Sada Modine. And this is Hannah Overby. We want to welcome you to the first episode of 2021. Woo! How many of you guys are excited to be out of 2020? I know. I am super excited to be out of 2020. And this week, we decided to have more of a lighthearted conversation on a topic that I would say Autumn and I disagree a lot about sometimes. Um, even though it's actually it gets not. heated, it gets heated. Uh, we are talking about books. Uh, <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like it would be a heated topic, but Autumn and I honestly are super opposite in what we read. So we'll get into it. But I personally love reading. If you know me, you know that that is probably like my favorite hobby, my at least most enduring hobby. I literally spend so much time reading. I always, I travel with, I, I kid you not, like six or seven books. Um, and it's just something I love to do. So, and okay. And additionally, here's my pitch for reading. I think more people should read. Reading has a ton of benefits. It expands your vocabulary and your knowledge. It reduces stress. I think it makes you be able to think about ideas in really cool and different ways and become more empathetic. And I just, I think there are like lots of reasons people should read, um, which is actually so fun story before we get into our questions. My mom, when I was a kid, thought that I couldn't read or wasn't reading at grade level because I I literally refused to read. Um, so she took me to get tested when I was a child to make sure I was able to read and be reading okay. And the test came out fine. And the whoever was assessing me just told my mom that I preferred to run around and not read, not that I couldn't read. Um, so this has been a pivot in my life in the past five years that I love reading so much. I feel like I've also had a pivot. So my aunt is an author. So I grew up always getting a lot of books when I was a kid. Um, And just it's always been a part of at least my extended family's life. I feel like growing up, I was so focused on school, didn't really do a lot of fun reading. And then post-college is when I really started to get into reading for fun. I love learning, I realized, especially after being out of college. And like Hannah said, I think it's just a great way to get more knowledge and relax and unwind. And also, especially in the COVID world, I think having less screen time is always beneficial. Amen to that. I'm all for less screen time. I also just literally love reading so much. I even put book reviews on my Instagram every three months just so I can like promote I don't know why. I think I like promoting people reading because if you see your friends reading, you'll be more likely to read because it's like a perceived norm. That sounded really nerdy, but I just want more people to read. Anyways, so we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, literally like two minutes ago, that Autumn and I disagree about reading. And what we disagree about is we disagree about the topics that are worth our while to read. Um, so to give you a bit of, you know, a preview of what I like to read, my favorite genres tend to be, they're not fiction, they're not self-help books. I read very realistic, down-to-earth books or at least I think are down to earth books. Um, So, or like a lot of theology. So I'll pick up, I read uh, the history of the United States for fun. I'll read, you know, like 600 page biographies on Paul. Um, I read a book that was talking about the emergence of sin, meaning like emergence theory and sin, which I thought was really cool. One time I read the full history of steam engines and it was riveting. I hope somebody laughed at that joke. But <laughs> that's the type of stuff I really like to read. Um, things that are challenging that make me think in different ways. Whereas Autumn, and again, I can't blame her too much for this. I don't know. Autumn, tell, tell the fans, tell our listeners what you like to read. 
I feel like you're talking down on these books, but so should not be the case. Also, I feel like more people who listen to this podcast will be like, yeah, I'm more likely to read this kind of stuff versus about steam engines. Like, okay, here's I'm the thing. No one glad. reads the books that I read. Literally yeah. nobody. It is just, it's a, I, I'm aware it's a me thing. Um, But anyways, Autumn really likes to read self-help books. Yeah, I like to read self-help books and personal development books. A lot of uh, authors I like to read have been Sadie Robertson or Jordan Lee Dooley, just different books that are like sort of tie in Christianity with being a woman, with how to go about life. So for example, Sadie Robertson's book I read over the summer, uh, it was about being fearless and dealing with certain situations and that one specifically really helped with, so she was talking about her experience with anxiety. And as I probably have mentioned on this podcast, I am someone who struggles with that. So I think that's why I found a lot of value from those types of books. Cause it's like, Hey, like, here's how you can deal with this situation or you're not crazy. And all of these things that it's just like, okay, I just feel almost comforted by those kind of books. So I think that's why I read them. Cause like steam engine books probably wouldn't come for me. So yeah, I was looking at, um, so I have books all over my apartment just because I'm, I like read so much. I put them everywhere. I was like, yeah, you know, I just finished reading the age of surveillance capitalism and I, but it's not like a comforting book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not to say I definitely, I think that's actually part of my goal for 2021 is to read books that I might not necessarily think to read or might even want to read at first, but I think it's a great way to learn and expand the horizons. But other than those, I like to read leadership books, autobiographies, and I love, love, love travel books. So if you guys have more recommendations for those, and I also like romance books, but not only romance. It has to be set in a cool location or other stuff has to be going on. So ones that are set in abroad or something is more of what I like. I also too, this is, um, so you mentioned other like subgenres of what you like to read. I really love to read books that are on like different types of concepts. Um, so right now I'm reading this book called range, which is about the concept saying that it's better to have a lot of different varied life experiences and varied knowledge and to sample different things, as opposed to deep diving into a single thing, which I think is really cool. I'm also reading this book about super intelligence and just, you know, the chances of um, AI that is super intelligent being developed and the ramifications of that. I think stuff like that's really cool. In 2019, in December or October, I read this book called Plagues and the Paradox of Progress, which was talking about the idea that plagues pre-modern medicine would actually help different countries' infrastructure because as opposed to being able to vaccinate people and get rid of the disease, countries had to build their cities in a way where disease would not occur in the first place that I also thought was really interesting so if any of you guys have book recommendations for me also let me know um I don't know what vague category this is but I would really like to get into reading um actually more fiction this year but probably more classics just because I think it'd help a lot with like writing style and different ways to think about ideas plus this book range has been talking about the benefit of using analogies so I don't know I need more like knowledge in my head for analogies yeah, that's good. Um, okay, so taking a step back before you're able to read all about steam engines and the history of the U.S. and yada, yada, yada. So many. Can't even keep track of them all. But what were your favorite books as a kid? I know you said you might not have been the biggest reader, but 
what are they? Okay, so my favorite books as a kid, I think my favorite book series and the one I remember just being completely enamored with when I was younger was the Little House on the Prairie series. I read yeah. every single one of those books and then I read, you know, all the sequels with her daughter Rose. And I like to sit there and read them and I would like always get these, uh, they're like candy oranges that would come in a massive container. It's literally just like sugar, gelatin, and some orange flavoring. Like right now I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I eat those? I like sit there and like eat them and be like, I'm so grateful to have food because these people in the book are starving because they talk so much about food in those books. Um, So that's what I would read when I was a kid. What did you read? Yeah, actually I loved Little House on the Prairie and I think I told you recently, but I, in fifth grade did, um, whole unit on women's history and so I picked Laura Ingalls Wilder and I actually traveled to South Dakota to where she used to live and got to do a whole Laura Ingalls Wilder themed vacation so I just absolutely loved it um but besides that thinking back to when I was really really little I loved Goodnight Moon that's a classic I also really liked the Boxcar Children series and then the Nancy Drew series so Tons of those. And then I was also thinking Junie B. Jones. Those are also really good. But yeah, those are probably some of my favorites. Now that's, those are also good favorites. I'm trying to think of like books that I liked when I was younger. I mean, I'm really a fan of the Cat in the Hat books. Like at one point I memorized all of Fox and Socks or um, Green Eggs and Ham was a favorite of mine. I also like this book called The Diggingest Dog, which I think was just about a dog that dug a lot of holes. I, I was quite enamored by animals. So if it had a dog in it, I was pretty excited. Dang. There you go. I love dogs too. So especially mine. Hey, dogs are great. See. What <laughs> else should I ask you? Hmm. What oh, was... wait, can we get to what's your favorite book overall? I want to hear your opinion on this, Autumn. I was just going to ask you that question. Wow. Yeah, but here's the thing. I asked it first because I know what your answer is and I just, I want to talk you about it. You want to make fun of me. Uh always make fun of me for this, but. Okay. It's really bad. Book... Okay. I just want, I want to provide a caveat to all of our listeners here. I, so my dislike of self-help books, I think is partially due to my college education. I, I very much remember a class where one of our assignments was actually to read a self-help book and then to say all of the reasons why it was terrible. And that was the assignment. And also too, I think generally self-help books could be summarized in bullet points. But again, if it actually helps you through reading, like more power to you. Um, but it's, it's not that I like hate it. It's just, I, I don't know. Maybe I do just dislike them a little bit. I feel like it was a gateway to other books for me because this book was actually the book that I think got me into the habit of reading again and reading more. And also I, I'm trying to think what the Myers-Briggs, right? I'm ESFJ. So I'm big on feeling. I don't, I don't remember if you're an F. I'm an E. I think, wait, I think you're a thinker, right? Uh, Yeah, I think I'm an E. I'm an ENTJ. So that completely makes sense then because I feel like you like books that are making you think very critically and I like books based on how they make me feel. So I like I also books literally I'm- like annotate every single most, I don't know. I annotate all the books that I read now. And like, if there are arguments I don't like, I will mention why they like fall short. So I think that's right. <laughs> I do really like the process of analyzing books as I read them. Which makes sense too in terms of wanting to be a professor. So it all adds up. So there you go. 
But my favorite book is Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And I think the reasoning for that is it just gave me all of the things on paper that I was thinking, but didn't have the words for. So it really felt like it was validating how I was feeling in my past relationship and feeling about how to go about things that might seem scary or unknown. And I think Hannah and I have clicked a lot on this, but I think we both have a sense of like, we are very strong, independent, driven women who enjoy other women who are like that. And I won't say I didn't have those people because I think I had some of those individuals, but not as far along in their career journey. So this book in particular just provided almost a mentor type voice to me that I was lacking at the time. And if you don't know much about it, basically it's just a book about her life and different like motivational tips. There's even some Bible quotes in there, but it, in a couple words, I would just describe it as girl talk from someone who is further along in life. So mentor type. I was looking at my Instagram review for this book today. I think I wrote that it was vaguely inspirational. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, especially because you read it because of me. And I have given this book to people and some people still have it sitting on their shelf, have yet to read it. And I'm like, I'll take it back. I want to read it again. So there you go. Well, anyways, that's actually like, again, I, I do think if it gives, if it like genuinely helps you and doesn't hurt you, it is better that you're reading these books as opposed to like doing something else with your time. It just, I don't know. I don't know why self-help books just tend to, it's just like, I don't know, but if you like them, like more power to you, like that's completely fine. Um, okay, Autumn, I actually, saw, are you like looking at me like away? Like, do you want to say something about self-help books? No, that's fine. I'll take your criticism and still enjoy them. No, still enjoy them. Um, don't mind me. I'm just <laughs> curmudgeonly about this. Uh, what any- is your favorite book? <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Okay, before we get to my favorite book, I want to do an experiment. Um, oh, this is taken this is taken out of a book that I'm, I'm currently reading right now called range that I highly recommend. It's just like a really cool way to think about like how we learn and also like better pedagogical methods for teaching things. And I don't know, like really you say it in English for people who might want to hear it in English. Um, for people who want to hear this in English, you have Google and can work, look up the word pedagogical. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is, also, honestly, one of my pet peeves is when people read things or hear things, and as opposed to looking up what they don't understand, they just like sit in ignorance True. and leave it that way. Oh, and like, here's the thing: <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but it, but the thing all right, is like, I will give a have... definition for those <laughs> yeah. who need it relating to teaching pedagogical. But like you have, you literally have all the tools at your fingertips to understand the world around you. And you're not like, if you're not taking it and then not enjoying that you understand the world, like, I don't know, it seems like, like a personal problem, not the problem of the person using the words. Um, But thank you, Autumn. This is why both of us are on here. Because like, honestly, (laughs) I don't think anyone would ever want to listen to me, like talk about all the random things I'm into. But here's the question and listeners you can also think along um so autumn what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you um sort of like a question and then as you think pondering the answer to this i'm gonna tell you a couple stories does that seem reasonable sure okay so here's 
the situation and you need to solve the situation. So here's my question. So imagine you're a surgeon and you have to operate on this patient who has a massive stomach tumor. Now, the issue is you cannot cut open the patient, otherwise the patient's going to die. And you have to save the patient and you have to operate at them, okay? But you can't cut them open. Fortunately for you, there's been this new ray that's been invented that it can target different areas of the body and like shoot beams at it and like can destroy the tumor. Now, the problem is with this new ray, if you put it at high intensity on the tumor, it will kill all the healthy tissue around the tumor and the patient's going to die. But also, if you put it on low intensity, it's not going to do anything to the tumor. So how, how are you going to save your patient? Medium intensity? That's not an option. Dang, because you said high intensity or low intensity. Hmm. Yeah, and high intensity kills all the healthy tissue. Low intensity does nothing. So why isn't there a medium intensity? Couldn't I create it? Nope. Oh, okay. Let me ponder. Okay, so as you ponder, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. Um, so the first story is going to be about a World War I general. This general was tasked with capturing a fort that was behind enemy lines. And this fort had like a bunch of different roads leading to it. His problem with capturing the fort, though, is he had to get all of his troops into the fort. If he didn't get all of them in at once, like, they were all going to die. So he had to do that, but there wasn't one single road to get there because, like, all these roads are laced with mines. You can only go in small groups. So what this general decided to do was he tasked all of his different soldiers to, like, each pick, like, five goes on, five go on each road. And then that way they all arrive at the fortress at once, and they were actually able to take the fortress um, through doing that. So, Autumn, how is pondering the question coming? You can't Google an answer. Well, you didn't say that. That's that's not you thinking <laughs> about the problem. Um, we any? just talked about utilizing our resources that are around us. <laughs> I'm, I can tell you a second story while you're figuring out how to save your patient. Okay. I have a second so, story for this problem. Can I ask some follow-up questions? So, I have to, I don't have to operate the, on them? You have to operate on them. You can't just let them sit there. They're going to die. Can I use medicine? No, you have to use like the tools that are given to you. And the only option that would actually destroy the tumor happens to be these rays, like the ray that you can point at the tumor. Oh, that's the only way I can get rid of it. Yeah. Or the rays. Yeah. I can't like stick something down in their throat and try and get up in there. No. <sighs> I can tell you a separate story while you ponder. So the separate story is going to be about a fire chief um, and a burning building. So there is a village where a building was burning down and all the villagers to try to, you know, prevent the building from burning down had made a line um, from the river that sat right next to the village up into the house. And they were like passing buckets of water down the line and throwing bucket after bucket after bucket onto this house and nothing was working. Um, So then, you know, the fire chief rolls up and he instructs the villagers to stop pouring buckets of water on the house, which, you know, counterintuitive, but okay. And as opposed to having one after another pour in on the same spot, he instructs all of them to each get a bucket and surround the house. And then on his count, they all put the water onto the house. And then that actually puts out the fire. So that's my second story. So Autumn, how are you going to save your patient? Okay. So if I use 
Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. But if I use the laser, then it's going to kill all the healthy tissue, but I have to use the laser. If you put it on high intensity, it's going to kill the health kill the healthy tissue. But on low intensity, it's not intense enough to actually work. So what I'm going to instruct you to do right now is think about the stories I just told you. And also, if you're listening to this and you think you know I how totally to I totally wasn't paying attention. Let us know. I wasn't paying attention because I was thinking. Well, the stories were meant to help you. Ugh, I didn't know. I was supposed to be listening. I thought there were some fun stories to make time. No, they were, they were stories oh directly, directly related to how to say, well, not directly related. But they were related. They could be like analogous to a way to save your patient. Oh gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, can I get a hint? <laughs> so I was reading in this book that when you give learners hints, it actually prevents them from recalling information long term. Okay. So, well, so no. <laughs> I feel like the only way to do this is to put it on low intensity. And you said it won't work, but I feel like if you keep trying it more, then it might actually work. That's or a good idea. So the idea of low intensity, I think, is what you want to go with. Do you remember anything from the stories? No, I'm sorry. I zone out when I think. <laughs> it was something about World War II on the front line. Um, I would have paid attention if you would have told me to, but I thought I was supposed to think. But apparently I was supposed to do both. And I did not do that. Okay. Well... <laughs> If you're wondering what the answer is to this little story riddle, we're going to put it in the show notes for you this week. Um, but Autumn, Ooh. I'm just going to let you think about this uh, for a while. Also, if you do figure okay. out what the answer is and how you would save the patient, please let us know. DM us on Instagram at Razor Standards Podcast. We would absolutely <laughs> love to know. <laughs> that is our Instagram, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Do DM us because... I would love it if you guys picked up on what the answer is, especially because I know you were listening to my stories. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Well, if we're putting in the show notes, that'll be difficult. Ooh, I'll re-listen to the audio and then think about it. And then think about it and then get back to me. Yeah. Okay. Also, Russell, um, I know you're... Russell's our audio. Um, he, he does everything audio for us. He, like, edits everything. So, Russell, you too should also answer this question. We want to know. <laughs> love it. Okay. And to go back to our book discussion... Um, <laughs> Uh, what is currently on your nightstand or what are you currently reading? And we could add a little caveat of like, what did you read in 2020 that you really liked? Okay. Can I give you like a list or do you want? Sure. Okay. So what I'm currently reading is I'm currently finishing up the book on super intelligence. I'm reading this book called range. Um, my mom got me a devotion about being an Enneagram three. So I'm reading that. I periodically, oh my I, gosh, this- I wanted that. Yeah, oh. I was thinking about giving it to you as a gift at some point, but Please. I might do I mean, that. I your birthday next, but... That's, oh. that's true. It is my birthday next. Um, and then also, I always... I have this book about media effects, and it's just a compilation of a bunch of papers because that's what I want to go into. So I'm currently reading that as well. And then can I read to you some of my... Okay, I'm just... I'm going to like scroll through my Instagram highlight, and I'm going to give you not all of the books I read this year, but I'm just going to give you all the top five books that I read this year because, you know, we don't got time for, I actually didn't, I don't, I don't know how much normal people read. I read like 24 books this in 2020. Um, it's like two a month. So, um, anyways, oh man, I can't, so I can't even find my top five. Okay. So bearing God's name was a book I really liked. 
It is by Carmen Joy Ames, and she does a really beautiful job of explaining in this book why the Old Testament matters and unpacks what it means not only to like just bear God's name by, you know, not like, I don't know, people think of bearing God's name as just like not cussing and saying like God or Jesus in like not an honoring way, but she makes a really compelling argument for why we should take that more so as it's important to not bear God's name in vain, meaning don't call yourself a Christian and not act like it, which I mm-hmm. thought that was mm-hmm. really impactful. Love that. Another book I really liked, and this is my favorite devotional I've ever, um, you know, read is it's called, let me ask you a question conversation with, with Jesus by Matthew Crossman. Um, I love all of Matthew Crossman's books like he's just amazing and this one's really cool because it facilitates reflection on scripture through asking new questions um, that Jesus you know asked another book I really like this year I'm giving you my top five but in no order um these truths by Jill Lepore um this is an entire history of the United States and I think it's really valuable to reread our history if you live in the U.S. just because it gives you like I think it's, a lot of it's easy to forget, but this history was particularly cool because it wove in issues that are relevant today um, and also issues that like a lot of history books overlooked. Um, so like the history of minorities and the history of like other um, like women's rights. And it does a really beautiful job of weaving that into history and highlighting that as well. Uh, I also particularly liked the age of surveillance capitalism, although it's a long-winded book that goes over the concepts of the social dilemma, the documentary, but, you know, in more detail. This was also published first, but then right when I read it, the documentary came out. Um, yeah. I also really liked How to Win Friends and Influence People, but that that book, I'm convinced that literally, like, every middle schooler should read it because, like, it would just give such a foundation for social skills. I love that. How about I you? I really want to read that book. That's actually on my list. Um, it's a really easy so read, but it's, like, through. very impactful. Okay. Love it. I need to read that. Um, there's so many that I was thinking of from this past year. I talked about Sadie Robertson's books. All three of hers are really good. I highly, highly recommend them. Um, it won't take you long either. There's fun pictures in some of them to follow along. <laughs> Just kidding, but there actually are. <laughs> it's photography, really pretty photography. So there you go. Um, and then My books have diagrams. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, and then While You Were Breeding is a travel book. It's a little more raunchy. I will give you that. But Wait, what is that one about? I saw that. I was like, I want to ask you about it. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. It's about basically this woman who focuses on traveling and she decides to not have kids, but uh, all of her friends and a bunch of people are having kids. And so it's kind of how she's spending her quote unquote extra time to like travel to all these different places and I more so just really liked it because she went to I'm trying to think but like Brazil I think she went to Russia all these different places in it and she just talks about connecting with people from other cultures and talks about her experiences and it's based on her life uh not exactly everything every detail but I really liked it um and so I would consider it more nonfiction type, but it's also kind of fiction. Um, and then in five years, I'm currently reading. So it's a book about a New York woman who is works at a law firm. And basically she has this dream. So like she's about to get married to this guy. And then she has this dream 
that is actually real life. So she's living out how her life will be in five years and then wakes up. So it's a real experience, but wakes up from this dream, finds out, I won't give you all the details, but just the very start, finds out that her best friend is dating this guy. And then it's this whole adventure to figure out how did she end up dating this guy. So it's like you would find out basically five years from now how your life will be and you have to figure out how you got there which is just crazy to think about. But yeah, I really like it. And that is fiction. Then I'm reading Swipe to Unlock, which is a nonfiction book about Silicon Valley and basically all the ins and outs of Google search, uh, Tinder swiping, how AI works, a bunch of other things. Um, But I really like it, especially working in tech. It's just kind of interesting to see not only how Google does stuff, because I already kind of know that internally, but how all these other companies and Facebook and how they use their algorithms. And I would say anyone who's looking to go into the tech world, I would recommend reading this book. And it's really good for people who specifically don't know a lot about the tech world, but want to have some insight into it. So it goes into very, very basics of like software engineering and such. Um, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Before you go on to your next one, I just want to give a fun fact about Tinder. Um, so one of my friends, uh, who I met through work is like really into like, um, like romantic psychology and all these other things. And he was talking about the Tinder algorithm. And this is a fact I thought was like, you'd be like, oh, of course. But also I was like, this is really fascinating. Apparently Tinder will like rank you based off of how attractive you are. So it like, and then it matches you because, you know, all these like studies show that people tend to have like relations with people of a similar attractiveness level. So the algorithm learns your perceived attractiveness and then like matches you with people accordingly. And I'm sure it does it based off of like how people like how many people swipe on you. But I just thought that that was really interesting that somewhere some if you're on dating apps, they have decided how attractive you are. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um but also horrible at the same time. <laughs> Technology is just one of those things that it is really a double-edged sword. So take it how you will. Um, there's also, I have a book called Boundaries and Dating, which I keep going back to over and over again. But it's just, it's a really good book, especially if you're looking to date, have been dating, highly recommend it. Um, and then let's see, another book I want to start is The Adventures of Women in Tech. So it was written by a lady from Google. And then, of course, I have my Bible on my nightstand and my you read my Bible journal. too? I forgot to mention that. Nah, no, I know. It's kind of a given, but um, it is on my nightstand with my prayer journal. So those are mine. And we would love your book recommendations, everyone. That's something that I think we need to share more of. And so please, please do send them our Honestly, way. Honestly, please do send your book recommendations, especially to we Automat I actually this year agreed to start reading this book called Thinking Fast and Slow. Yes. Um, yeah. Because it's also, I think, it was the book that I decided we would probably both like because I don't know why I decided this. I haven't actually started reading it, but I don't know. It seemed like it wasn't a self-help book, but also it probably had information that both of us wanted. Yeah. And that's another thing about books in general. I just love books that help me get to where I want to be or learn about topics that I have a growth mindset and so does Hannah and you should all have a growth mindset, but just acquiring new knowledge and how to get to where you actually want to be. I think I was as we're talking, I was thinking about this and I think I really like books that just help me think in different ways and like challenge me to think really deeply about things, even if they're about a wide variety of topics, which explains my like yeah scattered reading habits. 
Yeah. No, it definitely fits your personality. And I think it's more, it really shows with Myers-Briggs of like what we like, because I like things that make me feel a certain way and you're, you like ones that make you think a certain way. So it's all good. It's all good. Also, okay. I do have to give, oh man, I feel like I'm being so negative on this podcast. I don't like to be mean to things, but I do have to give a caveat about the Myers-Briggs. I like, I do think sometimes it is kind of useful, but I, I'm pretty sure it's like the most debunked personality test that there is. Yeah, it like is. Like extra, extroversion is a real thing. Um, and the other categories are like kind of helpful to think about, but like, I don't know. I would prefer something. Now this is, I don't even know if this is like scientifically any better, but like the Enneagram. Um, if you want scientifically the best personality test that social psychologists use, fun fact, they use what's known as the big five. Um, you're also more than welcome to Google that, uh, but it's it's less sort of interesting, I think, from like a, pop culture standpoint than some of these other ones yeah good 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 to know uh let's see i need to ask you a fun question because you always ask me a fun question so let me think okay i know this is kind of very on brand for me but what are you most looking forward to in 2021 that's not actually super fun, but it could be super fun if you make it fun. <laughs> um, if I make it fun, I mean, I, okay. I was thinking about this is not, I don't know if this is what I'm most looking forward to, but right now I don't know what I'm looking forward to. Cause like so many things are up in the air, but that was a lot of words very quickly. I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> but I was thinking about what you and Cammy were saying last episode is about goals. Honestly, awesome episode. Like I listened to it and I get so much out of just your guys' knowledge. So I re-listened to it. I thought it was so cool. And you guys were talking about setting a fun goal. So I set the goal that by the end of 2021, I want to be able to do handstand push-ups. Ooh. uh, Which is going to, I think it's like a doable goal, but it's also kind of difficult because right now I don't even think I can balance during a normal handstand. So that's, that's my fun goal of the year. So I've been trying to like do handstands today to practice getting, you know, wrist and upper body and ab strength. I think that's a fun goal I have. I don't know. What are you looking forward to? That's awesome. Actually, while you're talking about that, that made me think of another book called Designing Your Life. Absolutely amazing. If anyone has anxiety, go read this book. Even if you don't have anxiety and want to learn how to set goals and create more balance in terms of like learning and fun and all these sorts of areas it is an incredible book um so please do that but I'm looking forward to I think kind of going off of what you're saying just creating more moments of fun because I tend to be a serious person and kind of hard on myself and it's COVID I've just had a struggle with kind of refinding that joy that I crave and so this weekend, I am looking forward to going ice skating. So I think I'm going to oh, do one thing I'm so a month. Jealous. I love ice skating. Yeah. One seasonal type thing a month. So that's something I'm planning into planning into my schedule. Because if I don't plan it, it's going to be harder for me to actually get it done. But yeah, just looking forward to doing doing all sorts of fun things and making the most of the year since it's going to be not completely different than 2020, but I think hopefully we'll have a little more know. flexibility. I decided just now that 2021 is going to be just a fun year, like a more Speak fun it year. into existence. Because here's the thing. I, I don't know. I watched the movie Soul when I was home with my parents and maybe it's just my brain, but I love, I literally love things that make me think. And the movie Soul, I think 
I don't know. It had like its merits as a Pixar movie. And I think like some might've been better story-wise, but Soul was so good just to make you like reflect on life. And I was really realizing when I was watching that movie that so much of the joy and like what makes life meaningful, it doesn't come from your big accomplishments, Amen. but it comes from like the small things that you do. Like it comes from like trying to do a handstand and falling on your head or hanging yeah. out with friends or like eating your favorite meal. Um, and I realized like, there's just so much, I mean, like joy is from the Lord. Right. And he like made all the, like the whole world for us, like to enjoy. So I just, I don't know. I want to take more joy in doing random stuff. Um, and for my personality that like comes pretty naturally. Cause I tend to be a decently happy person. Like I literally love living so much. Um, like my one like lament as a 24 year old is that I can't live, you know, 200, 500 years because I have just have so many things I want to do and experience. But I don't know. I want it to be like a joyful, more fun year. So I've decided it will be. And I'll learn how to do handstands. Yeah. No, that's awesome too. I think it's just like we desire. And I know that's one thing I know for sure is God wants us to be joyful. He doesn't want a world that isn't that way. And although things might have not gone according to how us humans would have designed it. I think there is so much that we can reflect on and learn and grow. And kind of like last episode, you must have listened to it. It, I touched on Brene Brown's quote about, it's not about these extraordinary big moments, like a trip to Europe or a wedding or all these things. Like, yes, those moments are great, but it's really about creating those, that joy in the everyday. And the book Designing Your Life is a great resource to get started with that. Cool. Any yeah. more fun questions? Um, I don't think so. Well, okay. What is one last question? What has been your favorite quarantine snack? I okay. Wait. I love dried mangoes. I oh, have yes. a bag of them right here, and <laughs> I feel like such an old granola mom because whenever I buy them, like, ooh, it's like buying candy, and it's dried mangoes. Like, if I was a kid, I would be disgusted that someone would give me dry mangoes and tell me to enjoy it like candy but I love them so much like if people just bought me dried mangoes I would be so excited I love them that's a good snack I'm trying to think what I've been eating more of oh popcorn I think just popcorn in general I like getting they have a coconut oil popcorn that they sell at Cobb and other grocery stores I'm sure but that's probably my favorite go-to snack that it's like gives you a little sweet taste but it's also healthy so yeah those are my fun questions. I think you do a better job with them, but we'll have to leave it at that for this episode. That's okay. You're <laughs> going to get better because you're going to practice them. Yeah. Growth mindset. Woo. Yeah. So maybe we'll have you do all of the fun questions for <laughs> this month. Anyways, that is all we have for today. We decided we wanted to make it a more chill episode, talk about books. Hopefully you got something out of it. Maybe you're going to solve my little riddle question in the middle would love to hear answers and we're going to try to put all of the books that we talked about in our show notes so you can reference them <laughs> oh, i just made a face at me because she's i don't do the show notes yeah so i have to go back and listen to all these I'm you send me your list and do half the work and then i'll I'm try and remember all the homework. ones i mentioned sorry autumn oh we're gonna try okay. to put it in the show notes you know gotta be responsible yeah. podcasters gotta reference citations. Yes. Um, but yeah, I love it. that was it. So thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. If you liked it, please do leave us a review. Um, we would absolutely love that. I don't know if anyone has left us a review, but if you do, I'm going to be so, so stoked. First then, one gets a $10 Target gift card on me. Go. 
Oh, wait, really? Can I review the podcast? No. Okay. No one someone... who, who helps manage the podcast <laughs> okay. gets it. Anyone who's not on our podcast team that does review this will get a $10 Target gift card on Autumn. Um, and a thank you note personally from me thanking you for, for listening to our podcast. We would love that. Um, so yeah, do leave us a review and subscribe. Uh, you can find us on all podcasting platforms. And we also have Instagram. You can follow us at Raise Your Standards Podcast. And then you can also follow our personal accounts at Autumn. Dean and at Hannah underscore Overby. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we can't wait to see you in two weeks. Bye.